1: I finally see. I think I need a change. The rat race, I wanna flee. My world I'll rearrange. I'm getting back to the roots of how it's meant to be. Growing gardens, picking fruit, racing livestock, living free. It's a modern homestead.
2: Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough, and today I'm joined by Cody Hanner. Cody is a homesteader and homeschool mom of six in North Idaho. She has devoted her life to agriculture and rural living, uh, which she now promotes through her homestead her homeschool curriculum, homestead science, and her podcast, The Homestead Education, which I just had the pleasure of being on last week, so I enjoyed that. Uh, Cody, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. Well,
2: it's a pleasure. Uh, After uh, being on your show and talking to you, I I was real excited about having you on here to talk about something that I don't think we really touch on enough. And that's, that's kind of like homesteading education. Um, As you and I were just talking a minute ago about how you think it just, and I agree that homesteading and homeschooling, they go kind of hand in hand. It's something that, that a lot of homesteaders go down that path. Now for me, it wasn't an issue because when I got into homesteading, my kids were, you know, uh, my like I said, my youngest was a was a senior in high school at that point. So um, I didn't have the opportunity, really. But looking back on it, I look back and I think, wow, I would have I would have loved to have, have raised them in that environment. So I really definitely want to talk about that. But we, I think we got a whole uh, bunch of other things we can talk about as well.
0: Absolutely. You know, the way I look at it is homesteading is a state of mind. And for all those homeschoolers across the country, I mean, I think there's 9 million of us now. Uh, that's just the first step towards opting out of the system. Yeah. Well, let's just dive into
2: that for a second. What do you, I mean, obviously opting out of the system, you kind of threw that one out there. But what are some reasons you think homeschooling uh, might be important for some folks?
0: Well, you know, I don't know how deep in some topics you want to go into, but our country right now is in a very interesting place.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I agree.
0: (laughs) And I mean, just right there, I think is reason enough to be raising your kids at home. Yeah. And and, in some
2: places it's worse than others. I mean, here Mm -hmm. in where I live in Indiana, a kid could probably go to public school and they're not going to get indoctrinated with too many things. Because I mean, I know a lot of te- my, my wife actually works for the uh, school system. We know a lot of teachers. We go to church with them. They're they're folks that you know they're like us and they're thinking and they're te- ones teaching our kids. But that isn't always the case oh, in a lot of schools and a lot of schools. absolutely.
0: I mean, and nothing against the teachers. It's the system yeah. that's broken, and most teachers that you talk to are going to say the same thing.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of them would, and and the system, yeah, is definitely at fault in a lot of in a lot of that. Um, so yeah there's a getting out of the system not being indoctrinated on some beliefs that you feel like are maybe contrary to the way you believe uh with all mm-hmm. things not I mean it, you could go down religious right oh, yeah it, you could go down a lot of things but it doesn't even have to go there I mean there's just things about science and and just um politics and just all kinds of things that you you want to be the influence on your kids more than you want a stranger or, or somebody being the influence on your
0: children on those things. Absolutely, I feel like it's kind of one of those they aren't trying to teach to the kids anymore. They're just factory producing memorization.
2: Yeah, just the education part of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a kid gets a better education Uh, for one thing. You you can have a. I mean, I I say this not because I've done it, but because I've I've known a lot of kids that were homeschooled, Mm -hmm. and they. I would say if if a lot of those children would have been thrown into the public school system they would have probably fell behind because it wasn't the exact kind of education they needed, but because yeah. they had a different focus from their parents. Some of these kids I know went on to college and were like straight A students all through college. Um, but they were homeschooled and I have no doubts that they would not have been as, as successful had they went through the public school system. Absolutely. Focus and just wouldn't have been paid attention to. Them.
0: You know, I mean, I went through the public school system. So did my husband. I, you know, went to college at a state college and, I mean, no issues with the education that I had. I do look back. I I look at all the great curriculum that's out there now. And if I would have known that some of those things were even an option when I was in school, I probably would have been coming home and doing those in the afternoon because I was (laughs) kind of a nerd and didn't feel like I got what I needed at school. So.
2: Well, when I was in school, I wanted no part of anything further (laughs) than school. (laughs)
0: <laughs> totally opposite I, anyway. I, I was a lifelong learner i'm a lifelong yeah. learner it's just i like the, to learn but thing, it's definitely
2: but... you know there's definitely things i has to be something i'm really interested in <laughs> <laughs> right i'm not just about learning things i don't care anything about and there's plenty i don't care about but i, I have a lot of interests as well um, but i see that with with kids too i mean you can see what that they might get labeled as somebody who's just not that smart in school mm-hmm. but this is the same kid that if it's something they're interested in they know more than anybody else i mean they're they're you know, they're just brilliant at it. You know, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking of some examples. I know a kid who could, I mean, he was horrible in school, but at like 13 years old, the kid can t- entirely tear down an engine and put it back together at 13 years oh, old. Yeah, And I mean,
0: uh, no 13 year old can do that. Right. But this kid, could my 17 year old is not a school kid. Like yeah. absolutely not. I mean, it was a battle and we started out with our kids in public school mm-hmm. and it was a battle there. And when we brought them home, it was a battle at home. And when he was 15, my husband and I just said like, honestly, our marriage won't last trying to teach this kid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is, he is challenging. And so we sat him down and we're like, okay, you need to figure out something else. Like school is not an option for you. What do you want to do? And he was like, well, you know, while I figure it out, I got offered a job at the neighbor's little factory farm thing. Can I go work there? And yeah, do it. And So he worked full time um, for a maggot farm and he was on the fire department and he started working as a laborer for an electrician Mm. and he's now going to be 18 in a month and is an electrician's apprentice and takes one day off a week to work on his GED so that he can start the apprentice program at our local community college.
2: Yeah. And when he gets past that, he'll probably be making more money than the average college graduate, probably, especially (laughs) fresh out of college. He makes
0: more now than I ever made per hour in one of my W-2 jobs.
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, it is a a, uh, strange thing that people put so much focus on that piece of paper from a college, you know, when you can go into some vocational trades and mm-hmm. as far as if you're looking for a successful income, I, 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 watch a lot of Mike Rowe or listen to him a lot, you know, and he's always yep. big on that. You know, it's like, these jobs aren't like the, you know, the bottom tier jobs. These are jobs that will supply you a very, you know, nice living and raise a family with, you know, and, then we, we tend to, as a society,
0: people tend to look down on jobs, mm-hmm Like that. but well, there's no. It's actually funny. It. Mike Rowe actually filmed an episode at the Maggot Farm next door. Is that and right? And he started the intro in our backyard.
2: Is that right? It was wow. before we
0: bought our place, but it's kind of cool that that is neat. You know, to see yeah. the intro to that show with our backyard. In
2: that it. is awesome. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. That's really cool. Well, so you've you've written a curriculum for for homesteaders to use in, as for their homeschooling. Why don't you tell us yep. a little bit about
0: that? Absolutely. So as you mentioned before, I was a lifelong agriculturalist. I grew up on a cattle ranch. My dad was a hunting guide. My mom was a taxidermist. I went on to major in ag. I worked in agriculture for several years. And when we made the choice to start educating our kids at home, the first thing I thought is how cool would it be to base a big chunk of our education on agriculture? Or, you know, the small-scale farming is kind of where I was at with it because, you know, that's what we had was a small-scale farm. And I there was just nothing out there. I mean, just absolutely fell flat. And I was super bummed. And because I was a new homeschool mom, I thought I had to do all the things. I thought I had to teach them all their core curriculums, plus Bible, plus Spanish and an ag class. And so I was trying to actually create this ag curriculum on top of teaching them all the things I thought I had to teach them, Mm -hmm. which as a veteran homeschool mom, my first advice is don't try to do all the things you don't need to. They're going to figure it out. Uh, They're going to learn it when it's right for them. but. Uh, as over the years, as I was putting together this curriculum for my kids, I realized that there was other people out there that wanted it. And I actually, there's a couple different things I saw on social media where people were like, oh, I'm trying to put together this homestead curriculum for my kids. Here's a list of all the things I want to teach them. Is this right? Where do I get the information to teach this stuff? And as I looked at the list, I realized that I had the answers
1: hmm.
0: all in my head. Or that if they weren't in my head, I knew exactly where the book was on my bookshelf. Yeah. And so I just sat down and I started writing and I came out with my little learner's version, which is for like grammar school kids. And it's just a real it's a roadmap on how to teach your kids where their food comes from, basically. Oh, wow. And it's a year long. I call it a science curriculum because it absolutely is. It's just ag science, life science. And the next thing everybody started asking for is where's the junior high, high school one? I want to teach, you know, my older kids this stuff, or I want to learn it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably 25% of my curriculums go to adults who want a roadmap for themselves.
2: Really? Wow.
0: Yeah. And so I released my introduction to Homestead Science last summer in August. uh, So August of 2022 and i have sold almost 3000 copies in four countries at this point wow it just it really <laughs> came out at the right time i mean people are excited yeah that's great
2: fantastic now it cover now when you say homestead it's homestead science is that i mean that's kind of like the the basis of the book so mm-hmm. um what kind of things does that cover
0: so it is 18 units that covers everything from buying land tractors uh working troubleshooting small engines uh there's covering all the different types of animals there you know companion animals meat animals dairy fiber uh there's plant science soil science orchard science uh forage crops and then from there it goes into more the home sciences so it has home cooking food preservation off-grid herbalism first aid and then the last chapter takes everything that you did throughout the whole thing and shows you how to put together a business plan and the accounting for it. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) So it's, it's, Oh, it also has hunting and fishing and outdoor survival.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Now, how does that work? I, again, I wasn't, I didn't homeschool my kids. Mm -hmm. I wasn't homeschooled. I don't know a lot about home homeschooling. How does that work when you're bringing a curriculum in, Uh, For your children, Um, do you like you say I would buy your curriculum, would I have to also supplement that with like three or four or five other kinds of curriculum and you kind of piece it together? How does that work?
0: So, I mean, everybody has their own way of doing it. I consider us eclectic homeschoolers, which means Mm -hmm. I'll pull in whatever curriculum makes sense for my kids at the time. Okay. so my kids are doing about four different curriculums right now. And when I say different curriculums, they do, you know, Saxon math, which everybody knows Saxon math. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, they do an English from the Good and the Beautiful, which is a really popular homeschool curriculum because she offers free and low-cost stuff, and it's just great. And um, from Science, they do one from Apologia, which is the biggest science curriculum probably out there for homeschoolers. Really? Which my kids also do my homestead science, but my kids both want to go into a science field. So they use their, my homestead science as an elective. And then they're taking a physical science that is working towards their college prep that they need.
2: Okay. Yeah. I was curious of how that really worked. I wasn't real sure. Um, I'm sure I I, I bring it up because it makes me look a little dumb, but I know there's other people out there that are just like me who are new to it, but maybe they're interested in it, but they have no idea Mm -hmm. how it really works. So I was just curious of how that actually works. Absolutely. And
0: I mean, not to completely plug myself, but um, after the last bad school shooting, I put together a really detailed guide on how to start homeschooling, and it's on my website. I don't ask for email address, nothing. It is strictly my gift to you because for the people that are ready to get started, I want to know that they're I want them to know that there are roadmaps to figuring that out.
2: Well, if you send me a link to that, I'll definitely add that in the show notes. We'll absolutely. To I will.
0: Out. Yeah. Um, it just kind of gives a little bit of support and some direction on where to find curriculum.
1: Great. Yeah. So,
0: but yeah, like I said, we're eclectic homeschoolers. There's homeschoolers that buy box sets. They're, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes a thousand dollars a year, but they cover every single topic and some of them are accredited. So for states that require a little bit more stricter yeah. homeschool, that, that might be the route for them. But I have some of the strictest states using my curriculum. And we call it yeah, yeah, we call it one unit of science because it has all the labs in it. And the labs are they aren't art projects at the end. These are real hands-on, you have a skill and often a product at the end of it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because
0: I, I didn't feel like I mean the little kid one, it's more art projecty, but there's mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word, but let's go with it. <laughs> nah, I'm <not> buying it. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, because I feel like little kids, they want more of the art projects, but I set it up in a way that there's reasons for each one, and the parents can see that, you know.
2: Yeah, fantastic. So, what ages does your curriculum kind of up to? Would you say?
0: Well, I mean, I have preschool, grammar school. I have a, and then I have the introduction to homestead science, which is kind of a junior high or high school. It's based for probably okay. about eighth or ninth grade science, but I would say. I mean, I have ages all the way up to seniors doing it because if they've never been exposed to that or that's something that they are interested in, it covers an introduction to almost every type of life science. Okay. Like it's got biology, entomology, microbiology. uh, (laughs) Seems like
2: it goes so much far. So much further than just science. I mean, you got got oh. stuff in there. I mean, it's like a, it, it covers a lot of things that it really does. Science, it's got right?
0: a lot of life skills. It's got yeah. quality of character throughout the whole thing. I call it a homestead character because there's a lot that you have to do to be able to have community sufficiency. So it sounds like kind I got is- one on my bookshelf, even though I. <laughs> well, and you know that's about that. You know, so I said a lot of adults buy it because it's a really great intro to each step that you need to start a homestead. And then I have um, on my website for every single unit, there's extra books that I've either read or thoroughly perused that I think bring something to the table because. Whether you're a homesteader or a homeschooler, if you find something you're extra interested in, you want all the information. Sure. But what I found is a lot of the homestead books that are out there, they're great. I'm not discrediting them. But for me, what I want is I want everything in one place and I want like a roadmap for it. Yeah. And a lot of the books that are out there are either they're really great roadmaps for one topic or they are kind of stories of someone's homestead and how they got it started which I think that's kind of how yours is yeah. which is a great place to get started as well. I'm like I said I'm not discrediting any of those but I know for me I like that one-stop shop.
2: Sure.
0: to get myself going and then it has more detailed information on my website for each unit. Like I said it's it suggests a lot of these other books that I think are really great and I also went through Hundreds of extension office videos to be able to add in the ones that made the most sense to give that next step that I couldn't give through the book, like videos of, yeah. you know, there's a, one of them, I think it's the Nebraska or Kansas extension office. I have a video on how to field dress a deer. Yeah. That's wow. something you just can't put in a book, you know?
2: Right. Yeah. You can, but it, you won't be the same.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I do talk through the steps of it, but then I also have a video that you can go watch as well.
2: That's awesome. And then a lot of people might look at it like curriculum because curriculum books are obviously it's going to be a more expensive book than what you might buy, like from a Mm -hmm. bookstore. But when you consider what's in there, I mean, how many books would it take? To cover all that information, how many books would you have to buy to cover all that information? It's probably not as you know far off as what a person might think. Absolutely, I mean it's that, a three hundred
0: page book.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of like you said a lot of detailed information, and you have to buy several books to get that. I mean, I just bought Edible Forest Gardens, or I didn't buy it. My actually my daughter. Uh, got it for me for Christmas here a few months ago and it's two volume mm-hmm. set. It's a great set of books, but I mean, it's over a hundred dollars, you know, and yeah. it's just a couple of books on basically, you know, forest gardens. It's all, it's one topic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's like books are expensive. Good books are expensive. So they I, they really are. And, yeah. you know,
0: especially to get the color photos that mm-hmm. are really necessary to teach such an intricate topic. I mean, you can't just go to any stock photo site and get pictures that say what need to be said for a farmer homestead.
2: Right. Well, an obvious result of taking children through a curriculum like this is I mean, I believe it's definitely going to give them some awareness and, and some skills that will help to develop self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, would you say that that's a that's something that is part of the aim of this curriculum?
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, my hope was really to um there was kind of two things. One is there's all those kids that only want to learn about, you know, cows. They, mm-hmm. They're like, mom, I don't, I don't want to do math. I had, there's no reason for me to ever learn math. Cause I only care about cows.
2: It's applicable though, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. So, you know, this curriculum, they go in and they learn about cows, but they're getting all their sciences. They're getting applied mathematics because, mm-hmm. you know, I have how to figure out feed rations and how to figure out cost per pound when you're raising your own steers. So yeah. I don't know if steers is a word either, man. I'm just rocking it today. <laughs> oh, I love new
2: words. <laughs>
0: right? I know my husband always teases me because I I like to purposely be funny and I'm like, look at all the deers. And he's like, um, yeah, it's deer, honey. I'm like, no, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I like to just talk the way I talk and, and I let the chips fall where they
0: may. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think my husband just wants a reason to, you know, prove that he's smarter than me. <laughs> because he's not
2: no no he's definitely not no i don't even know him but i'm just saying i don't think he is
0: no yeah he absolutely like it's kind of our joke because he was a tanker in the army so we say he's uh you know he didn't go in for infantry he went as a tanker because he's five percent smarter than the stupiders
2: oh man (laughs) oh it's our running joke Yeah, I think I think I think it does offer a lot to kids. A lot of things they can learn and apply it to things they are actually interested interested in. I think that's mm-hmm. a that's a plus because I think a kid again going back to public school when they just get put through the system that says like, this is what you're going to learn. This is the cookie cutter, you know, mm-hmm. curriculum. This is everything. This is how we teach it. So many kids fall through that system because. And they, they end up maybe even having a lot of um, self-doubt and, and and morale issues because they feel like they're dumb because they okay. didn't get those things. But they never touched on the things that they were genius at. You know, those exactly. things. Exactly. I feel like everybody's got something. You know, there's something. Mm-hmm. You, you find something you love and then you're a genius at it. I don't care what your IQ is, IQ is. Right. It's just amazing how good you can be at it if you love it. And um, And I've met people like that. Like, they could barely read and write. But they could do things I couldn't even think about doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I think that something like this really helps a, a child find that, you know, because yeah. you're touching on so many things, especially in the homesteading realm, um, that they're going to find those things that they love. And then, again, you can start applying, like you said, math and English and science and all these skills to that thing. And then mm-hmm. because you're interested in that thing, now you start learning. And I, yeah. I think that's the way to go with it. And And you're able to do that as a homeschooler. And they just can't do that in the public schools because they, yeah. it, the, the, you know, two teachers to 30 kids or one teacher to 30 kids, you can't uh-huh. do it. You no, know? there's
0: no way. And, you know, with something like this, it, like you said, it gives kids an opportunity to dive deeper into the topics that they really want. And, mm-hmm. you know, we would kind of touched on what kind of curriculum you need to even teach. I know a lot of people who use this curriculum as their core curriculum. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't get a math curriculum. They don't, they use this and they expand on it. So I'm actually taking their lead and I'm expanding on certain topics to accompany my book, like a, uh, applied mathematics unit study. That's about at a pre-algebra level
1: Mm.
0: because that's a real pivotal age when those kids kind of go, I'm going from basic math that makes sense to me to math that doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. And I don't know why I need this and to yeah, be able make to apply it,
2: that. Right. Make it make sense for why they might need it in the real world. Because I remember taking classes in school and I'm like, why am I learning this? This is never going to, I'm never going to use this course. Some of it I found out I did need, but right. there were <laughs> things I did learn that's like, I've never in my life had to use that, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like that
0: distributed property or something like that I'm like, I, yeah. no, I never use that. Do you know what? I use that. I use that to teach my kids.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's just things they say, you need to know this, but do you, do you really need to know that?
0: Cause right. I never used it.
2: I'm 50 years when old. Always, I've never used it.
0: But <laughs> I always tell my kids is the things in algebra that don't always make sense for real life, the problem solving and the, uh, fault, the step following and yeah. things like that is what, that's what you're really getting out of this. So, yeah,
2: yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's great applying those, those things to the things you love and doing that. I Mm -hmm. think, I think one of the biggest hangups it was, I know it would be in my family if we were to start over or whatever is capabilities. What would you say to parents who feel like, well, I mean, I'm no teacher though. How can I homeschool if I'm not, I mean, I'm not a teacher. I don't know how to teach kids. What would you say to a parent like that? That likes the idea of it, but thinks they can't do it maybe.
0: Right off the bat, just do it. Like I mean, yeah. that's, you can do
2: it. What you tell oh, you UPN can do it. Do
0: it absolutely. Yeah. Um, especially in this day and age, there's so many supports for homeschoolers, mm-hmm. and every curriculum pretty much teaches you how to teach it.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, especially in the younger ages. I mean, sometimes they even come with a script to be able to teach them. Mm-hmm. And if they're still struggling, I mean, there's YouTube channels and there's online i don't even remember the name of it anymore the kids use it sometimes but there's an online school basically that you know you can pay 30 bucks and your kids can take an art class um, oh, really? through. Okay, mm-hmm. there's all sorts yeah. of programs this like day and
2: age there's so much out there that if you want it bad enough there's a way
0: yeah yeah or like, there's a guy i don't even know the whole story but basically they started a youtube channel i think it's called Khan academy mm-hmm. um They started it, it was just a YouTube and now it's a full blown curriculum. Like you can get the printouts and do the curriculum at the same time. There's, um, free online programs, um, I wish I would have came a little more prepared. No, but that's fine. It's <laughs> all do. in my... I'm just uh, a, we're,
2: when you have conversational uh, things like this, uh-huh. like we don't have preset questions. This is what we end up with sometimes. We go places. Right? We don't have all the answers right away.
0: It's <laughs> all in my how to start homeschooling guide. Okay, there's well, if like it's in some, there,
2: yeah, we'll just point yeah, people to that. For there's sure. a
0: completely free online uh, Christian homeschool site.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And not, I mean, it's a Christian homeschool site. It offers Bible and stuff, but I mean, even the math and english and stuff it isn't you know it, it's not real bible heavy and yeah. everything is i mean if you want to buy the printouts you can get them on amazon for about five bucks i mean it's, wow. i mean it's nothing or you can print it out yourself and it's all day-to-day by grade and it's they're they completely run off of donations
2: yeah people might think that home home st- homeschooling sounds expensive, but mm-hmm. I mean, we paid in here in Indiana, we had to pay book rental for, you know, and that was pretty expensive, you know, right? so you get to buy the curriculum and, you know, and you are getting a better education and there's all kinds of other things that probably saves you money on. Um, mm-hmm. it's there's ways cheaper for most people to, to
0: there's ways you can homeschool completely free. And I mean, yeah. like we talked about before, yeah, my curriculum is kind of expensive, but it's no more expensive than any other year long high school science program. So, yeah. yeah. um, I mean, there's some that are cheaper, but I mean, the real quality ones of that size. Yeah. It's about the sure. same. Um, I'm not in the business of pricing anybody out of anything. I always try to think of the best way for each family, you know? Um, but other than that, if I'm pointing people in the direction of curriculums, I'm going to help find people find the best way to do that without it costing them an arm and a leg.
2: Well, and, you know, there's value in being able to, you know, give your kids an education and find the thing that they love and excel mm-hmm. in and possibly even make a business out of it one day. I mean, oh, that's yeah. a big part of homesteading. I mean, you become... <clears throat> efficient in one or two things and it ends up being something you love and then you want to make a career out of it you know and and i don't think a curriculum like yours could really help a person find that thing you know uh there's going to be kids that are going to excel in other things that are more you know down the math or the english or whatever and, and that's great for them but there's going to be the, those ones that you know, don't fall in those categories that something like this is going to help them really find what they're good at. And like we said earlier, possibly even make more than a college graduate right? when it's all said and done. Yeah.
0: Well, and you know, even my son who does want to go to college, he's um, he's 14, he's high functioning autistic. Uh, he train raises and trains dairy heifers. Mm. And that's actually his side job. Like we kind of support it financially. And then when he sells a heifer, we split the money. Wow. Um, and he wants to take his dairy, his raw dairy herd to college with him as his part-time job while he's in school. And that works for him because he connects with these cows in ways that he would struggle having, you know, a part-time job at a restaurant or something. Yeah. And he has always wanted to be an engineer. That's all that he talks about. You know, that's his thing. And the other day I said, did you know there's such thing as an ag engineer? And oh my gosh, like his face just, <laughs> he was... What? what and I mean that's all he's focusing on now is like what an AG engineer can do.
2: That's great. yeah so
0: and I mean that right there just
2: and you it know what like a, he would have never experienced and what a great idea you know you got you have a 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 year old kid homeschooled working through this thing and they find this thing they really love. Help them start a business right then and there. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much you learn by running a business beyond just that thing. I mean, there's right. paperwork involved and the, all the things you have to do and costs. You know, the expenses and income and and they're just going to learn so much. And who knows? It might turn into something really huge for that for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, as they grow older and make a career out of it. Who knows? But again, why not? Why not make something with it? You know, right then.
0: Right. Well, I mean, my daughter wanted to start babysitting and, you know, that's pretty common for a young girl, yeah. but she went and took a babysitting certification through our 4-H program. She has her first aid, all those things. She put together a whole program of activities to do with kids. <laughs> and now she nannies full-time in the summer.
2: Yeah. That's great. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean,
2: again, I don't know. Most kids that are in the public school system, their brains don't really work that way. I won't say none. And I mean, yeah. they just don't think kind of outside the box on how to really take things to another level. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, go down to McDonald's, get a job or whatever, make some money, you know, do the thing. They don't really think that along those lines where, you know, as homesteaders, even homesteaders think that way. So it's, we'd like, we mm-hmm. love our children to think that way. You know, we'd like to think outside the box and build income, uh, build these. We're entrepreneurial things. by nature. Yeah. Yeah or most of us are. I mean, i meet people right? that could care less. It seems like they just have no energy for it and they just want to work mm-hmm. the job yeah. and come home and veg out on the couch. And I guess well, whatever that's the life you want, but you know
0: what? I mean, we need the nine to fivers to still make the world run.
2: We do. We do. And there's people who seem to love it. I, it mm-hmm. drives me. I mean, I've done it most of my life, but it's <laughs> horrible. I mean, you never feel like it's your calling. I don't anyway. It's always like, I'm always pushing for that other thing. You know, I've, I've had side jobs since I started working at 15, you know, as far as mm-hmm. working for somebody else. I've always had a side job, you know, doing something else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great way to to instill that in your children for sure. And I think a curriculum like that definitely can help. Um,
0: well, I mean, that's even I when I got out of college, I went right to work in commercial ag and I worked there for several years and I I job hopped a little bit because I just couldn't stay in that monotonous nine to five. I needed something that was constantly. um. Like lighting my fire, I guess. Beating your soul. <laughs> yeah. And so what I ended up doing is I did in I'd go into these food plants and I'd get it. they I'd find a company that was looking for somebody that, you know, we need to pass this food safety audit and we just can't. We've tried, we've heard you're good, you know. I got headhunted a lot. And I'd go in and once we'd get to the other side of it, it would just be maintenance. And it that was boring to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I would train somebody else and I'd move on to the next job. And I realized, why don't I do this? as a consultant. Yeah. And so I ended up doing that in a consulting way, right. Go in and get them all set up, train their food safety specialists and then move on.
2: Which you still do by the way, right? I mean, you still I do absolutely some do. Yeah. still
0: do. I moved into working with small farms, um, getting them all set up. And now with the curriculum, it's a little bit hard to do that as much in that, where I go to the farm and set them all up. Plus mm-hmm. there aren't as many where I'm at. I used to live in California where every There's more farmers where I'm at now, but there was more farm businesses in California. And so what I do now is I actually do consulting and strategizing over Zoom or phone Mm -hmm. calls. And I set people up to start a homestead business or to kind of get their homestead off its feet. I just listen to what they need. And then I put together a business or homestead map for them with all of the resources that they need in a step-by-step plan.
2: Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not just teaching homesteading. You're not just talking uh, consulting with people about saying You're you're a homesteader. You're doing a lot of things right there on oh, your the property, right? You absolutely. Have
0: we right? have a 40-acre homestead. We um full pig farm. We have nine sows. We go, we sell about 250 piglets a year. And then we also raise uh hogs for whole and half and sell them as retail cuts as well. Wow. And then we have a small uh raw herd dairy and or small herd raw dairy. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, I sell vegetable starts and vegetables every year. Awesome. You're you're busy. (laughs) I'm busy, but you know what? (laughs) I also have six kids and a disabled veteran husband who's home. So I kind of, I'm the puppet master and then we all kind of work from there.
2: And you're speaking, you just, you said, you just told me, you just came back from a a, a conference where you were speaking. And I think you got some others in the future. You're going to be speaking at that we talked about the other day when Mm -hmm. I was on your podcast. And I mean, you you got a lot going on for sure, and I, I,
0: I do for, for sure. sure. And we know we we acknowledge that there's seasons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, we didn't go as heavy on some of our stuff last year while I wrote the curriculum. Yeah, it just wasn't possible. Um, this year I'm going really heavy on the traveling so that I can promote the curriculum. There's a couple more books I'm coming out with this year that I've been working on in the background, and um. In the meantime, the kid, you know, my husband's like, I want to get the farm back on track because I want to get our meat room going by next year. And I'm like, hey, that's perfect. You know, while I'm gone and you guys are home, you work on the farm. I work on the business and that can fund the bigger projects we want to do on the farm.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Which the farm supports itself plus some extra, but we want to make some pretty big changes that in order, you know, you got to spend money to make money.
2: Yeah, I've never met a homesteader yet that didn't want to expand and do things a little bit better.
0: I <laughs> used I used to do real estate, and I joked that I did real estate to afford to be a farmer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep, that's yeah, that's how, that's the goal. <laughs> you work the other job so you can afford to homestead and farm or whatever but your dream is.
0: When we really did take that leap into homesteading, I've you know I figured out how much I needed to spend on animal feed and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely a cost associated with that. But in the first year, I took our Food budget for a family of eight from $1,500 a month to $300 a month. Wow. Now, there were costs in feed and setting up the farm and stuff that first year. But by the second year, the farm was paying for itself and my food budget was still $300 a month.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's a big part of homesteading. I mean, it's not just about. You know, spending money and making money. It's about saving mm-hmm. money too. I mean, the frugal, doing things frugally and doing things in a way that, you know, you really cut expenses is mm-hmm. a huge part of it. I mean, that's how you become profitable. I mean, yeah. And you
0: have to look at cutting expenses as non monetary income.
2: Yeah. Yeah
0: is for every dollar you save, that's a dollar that you are basically providing for the family. So when you look at it that way,
2: it's more than a dollar. When you can think about taxes and and mm -hmm. the whole setup, it's even more than a dollar. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And well, for us, we live half hour, 45 minutes from the grocery store. So every loaf of bread I make is not just saving us you know, two dollars in the loaf of bread. It's saving us twenty dollars yeah. in gas and three hours of our time.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. There's a whole bunch. If a person really wanted to break that down, I mean, it's just yeah. Money, money saved is much more than money earned in in some ways. Absolutely. Yeah, it can be for sure. Well, you, again, you got a lot going on. You have a you have a great website with lots of information on it, and you have a mm-hmm. podcast. You want to talk about that for a minute? That you start. Oh, sure. Oh, how long you been sure. doing that?
0: Um, just shy of a year. Okay. Um, and it has really taken off. It's a top 100 home and garden podcast in four countries, awesome. and it's just because, like I said, people are ready to hear. Uh, I mean, we all know that we're ready to hear about homesteading. We've been there. We're we're doing it. We, but it's marrying those two, the homestead and homeschool, together. Yeah. It just makes sense, and you know, especially when I moved to where we're at in North Idaho. There's so many farmers here. There's so many Mennonites. And many of the families homeschool just because it would be impossible to be able to handle your farm chores and go to school. The farm would not run without the kids home to do that. And it it just made sense to what we did 100 years ago. Yeah. And so I started talking about that online um, or on my podcast. I mean, my first few podcasts were strictly about how we kind of got to where we're at right now. And from there, I've grown it into I bring on a homesteader and a homeschooler every week, um, getting some great names on, including yourself. And um, I'm really like hitting some of those deep conversations where, you know, I feel like there's a lot of the homesteaders out there that are they're teaching the first steps of homesteading, which are important. I mean, Everybody has to get started somewhere. Oh, it's definitely yeah. where I focus
2: on. I mean, I'm really interested in just getting people started and It's mm-hmm. probably my biggest thing. I mean, yeah, we talk a lot. Of, there's a lot of things going to go into the next level, but, you know, I'm just, I know there's a lot of people that don't know where to start. You know, that's where I kind of mm-hmm. focus a lot of my Well, opinions. and
0: that's, I kind of what I do on my website, that's where I have a lot more of the, you know, how to make some money, how to start your seeds, mm-hmm. you know, how to just get it going. And then I use the podcast to kind of take that to the next step. Yeah. And it's a lot of about finding reliable sources for the information. Um, homesteading is such a new movement. For um, the modern homestead, yeah, yeah modern, modern homesteading. homesteading is such yes. a new movement. There's a lot of really great information out there from all of us podcasters and bloggers and authors. However, youtubers, <laughs> a lot of you youtubers, it, it? yeah it can be a lot of it is for entertainment
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i mean that just is what it is and even some of the very best most well-known homesteaders if they're teaching how to homestead in hoop houses in a northern climate and you live in florida you're going to kill your entire garden if you try to do it doesn't apply (laughs) it absolutely does not apply So, I do teach a lot on how to find the right information, yeah. and like I said, it's just it was what people needed to hear right in in this yeah. time. Well,
2: it's a great podcast. I've been listening to it for a little while now, and it's called the Homestead Education, the same as your your website mm-hmm. um, uh, and yeah, you, you had some great guests mm-hmm. on and, and just got some great topics when you you can do a solo show or whatever you have, you have a, some great topics there, some great conversation with yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I absolutely. I uh, you know the other night I did a hour and 15 minute long podcast on how to combat uh food inflation. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know I I actually did helpful a guess, information. Right? And you know it was a little bit of why it's happening and a little bit of how to just save money or to when there's just stuff isn't in the stores what you can do. Yeah. And At first, I just I didn't have a guest that week. And I told my husband, I'm like, man, I'm really trying to do two episodes a week. And I just don't feel like going in there and and recording anything. And he's like, well, just think of something and go do it. You know, he doesn't really know (laughs) how it works. And I was actually even a day late. Usually I, you know, have it released Tuesday morning, and this was Tuesday night. And I was like, fine, I'll go in there. And I went in an hour and a half later, I came out and he's like, wow, that took forever. I was like, yeah, my guest wouldn't shut up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I used to do a lot of solo episodes and it's a different animal anymore. I pretty much always got somebody, either Rachel, my co-host or, or I've got a guest anymore, but used to, I did it by myself all the time. And (laughs) it's different when you're podcasting by yourself. I mean, it's, you got to keep that conversation going and yeah, sometimes I can be the longest-winded guest I ever have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And then sometimes I come in and I have, you know, like it all written out exactly what I'm going to say and I get done and it was 20 minutes and I'm like, well... That, yeah, that's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it goes both ways. I've done that too. It's like you sit down with five pages of notes and just burn through them real fast. And I'm like, okay, now <laughs> what am I going to talk about? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. Well, you, you got a lot going on. Like I said earlier, you got just a ton of stuff going on. And Is there anything else you'd like to say or point people to um, as we start to wrap up here?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, you know, like you said, I'm going to be speaking in a lot of different places this year. And one of the things I'm doing is I'm doing workshops on both how to teach homesteading, but also, and that goes for adults and kids, because Mm -hmm. when you're, when I teach how to teach it, you're also learning how to learn it. Yeah. And that's a big one that I'm going to be talking about at both homestead and homeschool conferences. Yeah. And then also another one is talking about raising self-sufficient kids. And that goes beyond them being able to grow their own food. It's about giving that desire for a lifelong self-sufficiency within themselves, that they aren't relying on other people for everything. And I'm actually going to be having a book coming out about that here in a couple months. Um, I just, I started talking about it and I realized that it was something that people needed to hear and wanted to hear. And it's just really taking a lot of throwing out a lot of child psychology Mm -hmm. and bringing in using adult self-help books to see where all the adults are going. I messed up and this is how I'm fixing it. Why don't we just skip the child psychology and jump straight to what adults really wish they had?
2: Well, that sounds real interesting. Yeah, (laughs) I'm
0: really excited about it. Like as I'm watching it unfold, it's it's gonna be pretty good
2: yeah that that sounds really good I'm definitely gonna keep my eye out for that i'm that sounds real interesting I mean again my kids are older but I have grandkids mm-hmm. now you know yeah. my my, my, grand, my grandson he just turned six you know a couple of weeks ago and I mean what they're a just, they're, age they're just getting in that age where it's time to start learning some things you know and mm-hmm. and I want them to be I want them to be self-sufficient people when they grow up as to, uh, the best I can do
0: to to make an have an influence on that absolutely and, uh, you know my kids at my start my house chores. right now so My kids start chores as soon as they can follow direction. Yeah. And I do that because I look at it as like a sliding scale. If you don't start having them do chores until they are past that age of wanting to help, yeah, you're going to have problems. And it's not about just making the kids work all the time. It's about integrating them into the family system.
2: Yeah. Picking up your toys and putting the laundry in the basket is a good mm-hmm. place to start. And then beyond that, they start doing the laundry and the dishes and things. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, my five-year-old the other night, he goes, mom, can I cook dinner? Can I have a night? Because the <laughs> older kids all have nights. And I was like, sure. What are we having? <laughs> <You> right. <know? laughs>
2: Starting early uh, here.
0: He actually went We're in having fruit made, loops. <laughs> right. <laughs> he went in. We all had um he made peanut butter and honey sandwiches and sliced apples.
2: Oh, great. Yeah. And I was
0: great. like, you know, that's it's what he knows how to do, yeah. but he did a really good job of it. Like he made plates for everybody. He actually he cut his finger on the apple core oh, and he oh. went in and got a band-aid and cleaned himself up and like didn't even tell us what had happened. <laughs> And you know what's
2: great to let that be a dinner one night, and let and just to give him uh, uh, the support. You know, the Mm -hmm. hey, you know, we're going to support you in doing this, and.
0: Well, you know, honestly, during hunting season, sometimes that is our dinner. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, I get it. There's busy times. Yeah, me is more like yeah. springtime when I'm planting, and I'm working out in the garden all day, and everybody's everybody's doing something. And then harvest season when you're, you have got the yep. whole kitchen filled up with jars and you're canning, and it's like yep, I you're making the best nothing. food
0: possible, and you eat a PB and J for dinner. Yep, you know, I've
2: been there. Yeah, you do, you do it sometimes because you're just busy, but uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Did you want to name drop any of the conferences you're going to be speaking at? I know one. Oh,
0: absolutely. Of them. Um, I'm going to be at three of the five great homeschool conferences so i'm going to be in missouri uh ohio and texas i'm okay. going to be at teach them diligently in pigeon forge tennessee and then for homestead conferences i'm going to be a speaker at the modern homestead conference in quarter in june mm-hmm. um, that's the new one that melissa k norris is yeah. putting on um, i'm going to be at the ozarks homesteading conference as a vendor and a speaker or workshop of some sort. We haven't worked out all those details yet. I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be there and I'll be a vendor at the Homesteaders of America again this year. That's awesome. And then there's a lot of other... um small homeschool conferences that I'll be at so you can always go to my website and have they're all listed there so
2: wow that's great yeah and I've said it three or four times now you are busy
0: but (laughs) I am busy but you know busier every minute I talk to you it's like I couldn't do it without my self sufficient
2: kids so (laughs) yeah that's great yeah you have a great support system there to help you out keep things running keep that homestead going and it sounds like they're probably pretty self-disciplined on their school work and things like that too as far as just getting there and doing their own thing
0: they absolutely Um, are and they get to experience things that a lot of other kids you know don't get to they travel with me to all these events um because a lot of times my husband can't go and I need a support person but then they're getting to sit and listen to congressmen speak about I mean they went to the rogue food convention and got to listen to you know Joel Salatin and Michael Kirkpatrick and John Moody and you know I mean how many kids get to sit there and really listen to that in an intimate setting like the rogue food convention is so Yeah.
2: yeah Yeah, John Moody's been a guest on here, I think, three times. He's one. I think he's been nice. on here more than anybody else, three or four times. <laughs> good guy. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, it's, uh, you got a lot of great information out there for folks to dive into. Um, I would say people who are homeschooling, uh, this would be a, maybe a good next step for them uh, if they wanted to look into your curriculum. For people who are just interested mm-hmm. in getting started with homeschooling, I mean, it sounds like you got some great resources there to help them kind of get going. Yeah. Um, uh, you're gonna be everywhere talking it sounds like so uh, great <laughs> right. doing some things so this is I my mean,
0: hustle year but yeah. it's it's gonna be it's a good thing because I I want people to know about this not just from a business sense but because I believe that our kids need this
2: yeah I think so too I mean they're they're the future I mean it's a, it sounds like a cliche thing to say kids are the future but they are I mean wait the, how this world world you know shapes and develops and what happens next is in their hands. And it's in our hands to help them make the right decisions and know what's going on. So, uh, And we really,
0: we have a whole generation of adults and kids that don't know how, don't have all those life skills.
2: I've met people who didn't know where an egg came from. I mean, that's horrible, but I've met people like that and it's Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Um, So, yeah, we need to get past that. We need to, we need to. Take our children to another level and get them, you know, better. I want my grandchildren to be wiser than me. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I've made some great choices in my life. I made some, I made some bad choices too. I'm not going to build myself up. I want them to be better than me. You know, I want them to be brighter (laughs) and, and more wise and make better decisions and, and, and there's things that are going to face that we haven't faced. I mean, the stuff with AI and the stuff that's happening, it's it's going to be a whole new world in a few years. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where all that's going, but you can see it's going somewhere. And, yeah,
0: I uh, I head in the opposite direction at every opportunity. Yeah, I can,
2: so. <laughs> but the world is going there, and we need our children yeah. to make wise decisions when it comes mm-hmm. to some of those things. So, yeah, it sounds like raising them to be you know, self sufficient and and wise in all things is just a good way to go. And I think they'll get a they'll they'll get better. Um, they'll take better steps towards that being homeschooled than they will, will in the public education system, I think. But absolutely. Uh, again, I think there's people who say, well, I have no choice, my kids. And that's great. You be the best influence you can at home. Oh yeah. You know, it's out of your realm of possibility. It's what we did. And I think my kids turned out pretty good.
0: So oh, yeah. You know, financially there's so many people that that's not an option. Yeah. But for those that it is, Take the leap, figure it out. There's so many people out there that are willing to support you.
2: But just for those people who do you, you use the public school system, don't just hand your children over to them and say, teach them yes. everything. Take mm-hmm. responsibility for your children's education. Yes. Even if know they're, what in they're
0: school. Yeah. Know what they're learning. Talk to them. Keep those lines of communication
2: yes. open. Help them out. You know, be part of their their work and, you know, be involved with the school a little bit and just don't send them and forget them. I mean, it's, it's so many, I see so many parents doing that and mm-hmm. it's just, uh, I, yeah, that's scary to me. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate you coming on. And, and Yeah, absolutely. Thank guys. you so much been, for
0: having me. Yeah,
2: no problem. I mean, great. Yeah, you great information. And I think uh, our listeners will really uh, benefit from what you're throwing out there. I and mean, when it's something, like I said, we don't talk about enough on here. So I'm I was glad to have you on to talk
0: about it. Oh, that's great. And I, you know, reach out. I am always willing to help or point somebody in the right direction. So awesome.
1: I think I need a change The rat race I wanna flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Raising livestock, living free Sitting on her front porch, hunting and fishing like a kid. Once you've done all of your chores, it's a.